a discussion the greatest achievement any podcast can ever reach is its 69th episode yeah uh congratulations to us i don't know why mike you're coming through super quiet are you what's going on here i am i have set myself to quiet all right well turn turn yourself to normal so i can we can have a conversation here uh we fucked up everybody we we didn't realize Fastlane was this week, so we fucked up episode 69. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun, but we actually have business to get down to. That's that's how big a wrestling fans we are. We didn't even realize the pay per view show. You know, I'm not too worried because you know what we can do is in our subsequent episodes we could do episode 69 plus one. <laughs> episode. I'm pretty sure we should do episode that. episode 69 plus two. Let's do it, Tucky. Oh yeah, Tucky. We're coming. 69. <laughs> now, I've I've decided to pop open a tasty beverage uh, for the first time in a long time since we've been recording because I, I was getting into the habit of uh, getting sleepy from my tasty beverages. Mm. Uh, but I got to say, I think my energy level is up right now. And uh, this tasty beverage is uh, fueled by 10% alcohol by volume. Which um, that's a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. If, you, if you're not keeping, if you're not keeping score at home, ten percent is uh, good enough to keep me out of my car for the night with one can. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that's a popski if you ever heard one. <laughs> so uh, a a brown popski. Popski, that's right. Um, I'm drinking a Pigeon Hill Brewing Company. Salted caramel porter. Uh, I think it's like a five percenter. I can't find the number on here. So you're about halfway there. Yeah. Just need about two or three more of these, and I'll be caught up. All right. <laughs> Matt, have we told the people where they can find the other sixty-eight episodes and future sixty-nine plus episodes? They're at bodpodcast.com, including. My incorrect coverage of Tomasa Champa and his injury, where I said, hopefully, this will be short, uh, a short-term recovery period. We knew it was the neck, but we also knew he had been wrestling with it. So, uh, not wrestling, <laughs> not wrestling with, like, should I get surgery, but literally wrestling with this hurt neck. And, um, you know, it put a little bit of hope in me. I, I thought maybe there was a chance um, we'd be getting... Champa and Gargano, uh, just you know, right back on track because the shows are pre-recorded in NXT, but uh, doesn't appear to be the case. 
Uh, and if you were following us at BOD Podcast, you saw my post. So again, that's uh, BODpodcast.com for the incorrect blog, but the correct Twitter post was on at BOD Podcast, uh, which was a handful of, of research. Uh, once we found out what the injury was, and let me just pull up, uh, let me get this right, an interior cervical fusion, which uh, my wife, who is a doctor, let me know this means nuts and bolts and plates are going into the neck of Tommaso Ciampa. This this has a six-month recovery timetable, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh-wee. We are not getting everything we hoped for uh, out of Ciampa and Gargano. Obviously, you know, number one, Ciampa, you are the greatest superstar of all time. Uh, speedy recovery. If it's a day quicker than six months and you're healthy... Uh, that's that's a blessing um but damn does this hurt as a wrestling fan because we were ready for uh probably the culmination of one of the greatest stories to be told in pro wrestling and i you know hyperbole be damned mike this this really was and i i chronicled it basically in my blog today but this this really was shaping into being one of the greatest stories of all time and and it's being taken away from us just by by chance yeah he's not a bad wrestler and uh it just so happens there was a bad move and and now we've got a hurt neck yeah i mean it's not just you know the writing was on the wall it looked like with champa gargano ricochet and black all going to the main roster now what you've got to do is reset the dusty Rhodes classic um because it you know they at least in the tapings before the injury uh diy advanced past undisputed era who also would have been one of the big favorites um so it looks like you got to reset that tournament uh it looked like diy they they brought their old entrance theme back um we'll talk about that a little bit later but um you're resetting that you also have to reset what you're going to do with the nxt championship um because obviously you know tomaso is going to have to be stripped there's there's no way that you keep this guy you know on the shelf for six months off of tv for a majority of it still the champion um yeah so it does kind of make you wonder how long they knew that this was maybe in the works, if that was why Johnny had his belt stripped so quickly. Um, you know, if they said, well, you know, we might have to undo what we did with Champa. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. You know, we're really going to be testing all this depth that we've been patting NXT on the back for. You know, that we had all these main roster players. Uh, they could go in a number of different directions. Um... Matt, hot tag, uh, hot tag, quick out of the gate here, uh, champ on the mend. Do you immediately see Gargano jumping into that role as the champion? Oh, man. Um, I. So here's the thing. There's a name I want to mention, but it, uh, I, I kind of have to set it up because everything they were doing on TV was, was making these guys look like they were going to hit the bottom of the barrel. You know, maybe... Maybe tease like, oh, they're they're definitely headed out because they can't seem to find a win anywhere. Uh, and obviously, I'm talking about the undisputed era. Yes. I I think if there's a way to go with this and pick someone who's obviously deserving, will be able to build up a massive, uh, you know, main event for whatever's happening at WrestleMania, and then of course, uh, going all the way to SummerSlam. Uh, if you want, we could say the name at the same time. Three, two, one. Roderick Strong. 
Bobby Fish. Oh. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby, should be. You know what? I I like I like Roderick Strong actually. I wonder if there's still room for this. Uh, I, I talked about it months ago, but an undisputed era breakup. You know, is that is that juicy enough story where Roderick Strong? You know, like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish can't find a win. Adam Cole can't find a win. But then you get doofus Roderick Strong wins the NXT Championship, and like these guys look at Strong as like an outsider. Like now they can start telling that story. He's been their brother, but now it's like, ugh, you know, he's he was an afterthought. He's not really a part of the Undisputed Era. And that, all they have to do is say that like once or twice, and you get Roderick Strong going, well, I thought I won. And then, and then they slowly start pushing him away or, like, start putting him down. You know, kind of like uh, Farouk and um, the Nation of Domination where he got pushed out. Like, that yeah. That would be pretty. That would be a pretty fun storyline. And to have Roderick Strong, you know, become good again and he becomes our little indie hero. And, um, yeah. But Adam Cole was my pick. I mean, that's, uh, you know, anything could happen there, but uh, I, I got to think that, um, <laughs> I don't know if Roderick Strong is necessarily the Farouk of the group. Um, you know, he, he might be closer to what uh, the Godfather was. Um, <laughs> I, wow. He's on the team, but not Mike, really winning gold. You know how much I love Roderick Strong, and that comment hurt. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at The Rock, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry... Uh, yeah, the greatest superstars in WWE history. <laughs> um, uh, can he? You know, my apologies. I don't even give him his due credit. He would be the Kama Mustafa um, of the group. He's 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 not the leader like Farouk. He's not Rocky Maivia. He's not even Owen. Well, maybe he's Owen Hart. Matt Hot Tag. Is he the Owen Hart of the Undisputed Era? He's the Owen Hart of the Owen Hart Coco Beware tag team. Okay, so he's. <laughs> Let's try and stay in the nation of domination, Matt. Okay, <laughs> is kidding. he more? No, is I'm... he more the Owen Hart or the Savio Vega? Hot take. Who um, did have a brief run, if you remember? Well, I'm poisoned by the fact that Owen Hart was turned into such a doofus before he left us, um, and I always feel like. Roddy Strong is is kind of a doof, so uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Owen Hart. Okay, I can I can live with that, Matt. All right, uh, we've we're almost at the point where we've beaten the poor dead horse here. Um, let's get into some more random notes, and then uh, we'll get into NXT, a little UK coverage, and then uh, we got a fast lane pay per view we got to cover. Um, Matt, random note: Heavy Machinery won a gauntlet match against the other jobbing tag teams on the main roster matt yeah hot tag <laughs> does this move the needle hot tag well uh when i watched that match i tweeted about it and i said great now they're the kings of the lower mid-card tag division <laughs> They are the best of the bottom rung of the ladder that you've ever seen. On on the raw tag, 
tag division. Right, of, <laughs> of, of a fourth of who WWE employs. They are the best of the bottom of the totem pole. You yeah. heard it there first. You know, you can't get to the top without a bottom step. And they proved that they're the best bottom step on Monday Night I, Raw. I mean, you're basically looking at their their peak right now will be... I mean, based off of winning this match. I don't mean... Like, you need something bigger than this. But based off of this victory, what it means is their peak will be the B team. Uh, a win at SummerSlam because they try real hard and they're fun. Uh, but then after that, they disappear. So for this... For, for us to come to a grander conclusion, a more grand conclusion, is grander conclusion? A more... Grand, gr- grandeur. A grandeur. 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 <laughs> grand. <laughs> a gift The of, word you're searching for is, gab- is grandeur. Grandeur. <laughs> a grand... A uh, 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 nacho grande uh, conclusion oh. would be a victory over, like, AOP... Or um, the new day, or I mean the re- uh, the bar. Or the re- or the Usos. How about the revival? Since everybody else is beaten them. Oh, see that. Here's the thing, Mike. Hot tag. Oh no, it's my turn. Okay. Does Coming that in. mean anything anymore? What? Everybody's beaten them. Uh, Does it mean anything to beat the revival right now? I think like. It feels more of an accomplishment for them to hold on to their titles than it would be for someone to beat them for the titles. You know, like, right now, the Raw Tag titles, I would argue, are the lowest rung out of all the titles right now. Um, well, that's a tough one to say, if only because... So I gave you about eight thoughts. Yeah, t- typically... All, all I said was, typically, hot tag, eight Typically thoughts. on a hot tag, your turn is over, and someone else gets in the ring. Uh, Matt, hot tag, I'm going to tag you right back. And then I'm going to tag myself right back in. Uh, so, you want to make the argument that the Raw Tag titles for men... Are the lowest of the low that they are below heavy machinery, and I will make the argument that it's the U.S. Championship, and I'm going to say that because Samoa Joe has it, and for whatever reason, Vince McMahon does not like Samoa Joe. So I think it's a it's it's a tough argument to make I, for both. You know, because can I? Because they're they both. I mean, we just had Ron Killings. Our truth was the champion, and our truth had to job out to Samoa Joe, who has not won a meaningful match on his main roster run. Inclu- I'm not going to include that Tuesday night victory in a fatal four-way for the U.S. title in an open challenge match, because Joe could probably he might lose it on Sunday in a pre-show match. Who knows? Um, I know we've seen the the raw belt kind of get tossed around like a hot potato, but this U.S. belt just it feels like it means nothing. Like it was a consolation prize for Nakamura, it was a you know a, a stepping stone, a transitional championship reign for our truth, and now it's around the waist of Samoa Joe, who gets treated like garbage at every single pay per view. So. To me, it almost feels like a slap in the face that Joe's first and only piece of gold with this company is a U.S. belt. 
Let's oh, let's let's I, not also forget this is the belt that was held by Bobby Roode, who's also been treated like toilet paper on the main roster. Uh, here's here's the thing. I love that moment. I was so happy, and you're you're kind of bumming me out because I <laughs> I love I love so Joe. Now I feel like it meant nothing because my brother doesn't like it. I I just did did uh, he he cut an amazing promo. After well, he won. Mike, was it a great match? It was a pretty damn good match. Yeah. So, uh, in my in my my argument would be, who gives a, like don't don't worry yourself with what Vince McMahon and management is is booking this title. Like that was a fucking great match, and I I I, I think everybody that was in there has been doing great work in that match. Yeah. Like the last the last couple months so basically instead of it being like a throwaway and having um you know new guys uh going over on the tag champs or having uh having them struggle against bobby Roode and gable who aren't even really a tag team uh, you had four solid singles competitors in a match and they all look like they belong they, they wanted that title yeah, it yeah. Like they were adding well, yeah value the, to it. the yeah. need yeah, the need for that title was there. Um, and even after the match, they all did a great job selling as like, oh my god, that was my chance at the U.S. title. And, and like, I don't know, like, the putting the Raw title on the line for me doesn't move, like, I don't get excited for it right now because I feel like it's just going to keep bouncing around. And uh, I don't know. I, I think everything you said has a lot of credence and that's why it was sort of killing my high it was killing my buzz on samoa joe yeah. but i i will say at least to try and make myself feel better i i still put the u.s title above and i i think our truth winning that title was more of a nod to our truth and all the hard work he does rather than it being ah we could give it to anybody give it to our truth who cares nobody's watching Hmm. that's what I, that's my hope yeah i mean ugh, what an awful debate what well, an awful debate to have but i'm i'm glad that joe's gotten some yeah. sort of recognition um i just yeah sometimes it really feels like vince is just kind of sarcastically giving that belt away to you know shut us up like oh you want bobby Roode to have a belt oh i'm gonna give him the biggest piece of crap i have <laughs> and you know, I I think Joe he's already taking it seriously, and he's you know, cutting great po- promos, calling the rest of the locker yeah. room boys. You know, I'm gonna clean it up. You're gonna go to night night, and then he closes it out by snorting snot into his face and laughing off of the camera. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anyone in the recent run of that belt can add value to it, Joe, I I I trust him. You trust him. NXT trusted him let's see if the wwe main roster writers can finally be like you know we oh yeah this guy is pretty good at his job uh i'm really excited for the feuds that can come out of this Uh, i'll be watching joe defend that belt i would love to see his version of the open challenge well mike we're 20 minutes in and you've got a fuck ton of notes on nxt well it's my favorite show we don't have to tackle all of them but let's let's dive right into wrestling wednesday here matt um yeah, the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, the entire first round is in the books. Uh, 
completely caught me off guard. Aren't we like six uh, weeks I, away I, from I, WrestleMania? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're on my side. Um, I, I thought this would be like one match per week. And it kind of fit the schedule. Yeah. But, you know, maybe throw in some Bugenhagen, you know, a couple times. Which, they're tweeting... Did I miss that? Did I fast forward through Bugenhagen? Well, uh, you know, in the show notes... Uh, let me tag myself in here while you're bouncing off the ropes. Uh, <laughs> Bugenhagen wasn't exactly in uh, NXT this week. Uh, Dijakovic and Keith Lee had a little, like, training class promo. Where Keith Lee was... Uh, just body slamming people and Dominic walked in to be like hey let's here's a ring let's finish this right now and you know stupid premise I mean why we like we haven't learned from Hulk Hogan and you know Goldberg switching the title on an episode of Monday Nitro instead of saving it for a pay-per-view but anyway you know uh Bugenhagen was right there to separate the two guys um oh yeah so you know any any that. reason to mention Bugenhagen? You know we're gonna do it. Well, I I'm only saying that because I'm I'm bouncing around on Twitter while we're talking, and the WWE posted a video of its Bugen or its it's time to jump aboard the Booge Cruise again. Ooh. And I'm like, did I miss this? Because he came out and just did a whole show, just did a rock show, and then went in the back. Like he was handing guitars <laughs> to Mauro Ronaldo. It was really cool. No, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I, that's what I... I was like, I'm pretty sure that was not in the show I just watched. No, it was But not. it was a great segment. Because, um, uh, you know, all the announcers got a guitar, and then he's going around the whole crowd, and everybody's, you know, bopping their head. Nigel actually took his guitar and bashed it over Ronaldo's head. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Dij- but you know it's all it's air guitars Di- Dijakovic so he- by the way I want to try and get that right Dijakovic alright so we got the we got that one out of the way let's jump back into the Dusty Rhodes classic uh I don't know why uh, they're rushing this um yeah <laughs> I mean I know we have to take some time to build storylines for the NXT TakeOver weekend at Wrestlemania but god damn um off the bat we got my favorite match of the night uh, Ricochet, man, it was tough to pick one, but Ricochet and Alistair versus Bartel and Eichner. Wow. And this was your favorite? Yes. Was it, is there bias in this or did you not actually watch the main event? Um, <laughs> this was the only match I watched all week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Go I picked that match just because Eichner had a hell of a coming out, um, party. Uh, he's out there against two of the biggest names in NXT, guys who are going to be main event players and you know, WWE. Um, and Eichner looked like he knew, this is my one match. God damn it, we're getting over, Bartel! I'm doing a springboard moonsault! And then he did the uh, a, uh, a pop-up hanging vertical suplex, um, which is just an incredible feat of strength. And usually... He gets to do it on NXT UK against, you know, like the Mark Andrews of the world who, you know, like a buck oh five. Um, in this match, he got to do it to um, our good buddy Alistair, who's, you know, no mega heavyweight, but it's still an incredible feat of strength by Eichner. Um, they just had some some pretty pretty effective, pretty snappy um, sequences and a you know, sprint of a match. Um, that springboard moonsault by Eichner then was... Uh, we got some more tandem offense. We got a springboard DDT right after that. Um, 
And I, I was just happy that they gave those two guys a podium against, you know, two of the guys with rockets on their back. So bravo to Eichner and Bartel out in the first round. But, you know, they can't help, you know, who NXT wants to push and sell t-shirts with. But it looks like Eichner, is, he's going to be a money product for this company. Um, Matt, hot tag question there. Your favorite match of the Dusty Rhodes Classic round one. Oh, well, I gave it away. It's Champa uh, and Gargano versus Undisputed Era. Uh, I got to, you know, we got to see Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly back in the ring together, which I know they fought what a couple weeks ago, but this this was like Mike. This was a coming out party for Bobby <laughs> Fish. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, but it was good. It was good to see Bobby Fish like really getting into into the scrum again, and I, I think even at War Games, it was. It was clear that he's still, you know, being told to to pull it back or hold back a little bit. But um, this this was just a straight up undisputed era tag match. I, I loved it. I, I loved uh, Kyle. The, well, the only thing that I thought was funny about it was uh, Bobby Fish is still kind of getting the kinks out, and he totally missed uh, a double team move where Kyle had to yell at Bobby Fish, Bobby, over here. <laughs> Was it when Kyle was, uh, um, like, the, the schoolyard? You, I'll, I'll get behind him, you push? Because yeah, Bobby screwed that up, too. Was, the... I don't know what he was thinking about, but like, Kyle was down there for a while <laughs> waiting for the push to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think we both had, like, the same reactions in the last five minutes of that match because we listened to it at different times. So you heard me going, Oh, man! And then, you know, five minutes later... We're, you know, we're on the phone together, and I hear you going, Mamma Mia! <laughs> so, I, I just, these two guys, you know, these two teams, uh, there was no doubt that, you know, they're top talent, that they were going to put on a great show. And I, I'll say, there have been a few times over the last year where we've had a tremendous booking for, uh, let's just say, you know, a match card. And maybe the match didn't turn out as memorable as we had hoped i think this one turned out uh, like all said and done this will be one of the matches you know we're talking about uh throughout the year this this was a great match for me and it 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 lived up to what the expectation should have been for diy versus undisputed era in the first round of the dusty classic yeah um i just wanted to make mention real quick uh i think it was maybe a week or so ago on nxt uk it was um Ah, uh, fudge. It was, uh, um, God, what is his name? Uh, Jack Gallagher was fighting Tyler Bate, and they were doing that sequence yeah. where they were rolling each other over and over and over, and we were both, you know, getting, like, nauseous watching the sequence. Um, yeah. it seemed like, was it Johnny Gargano and O'Reilly who were trying to outdo that by basically doing a double, double underhooks going, you know, uh, upright on their feet? reversing that over and over and over so instead of matt wrestling yeah. they were you know upright and then the other cool thing was you know dean ambrose does that spot where when you throw him against the ropes he like leans his head like outside of the ring under the top rope and then comes running back in for a clothesline o'reilly was doing that but on defense he went from the top rope got hit bounced back went under the middle rope bounced back Went all the way to the bottom rope, uh, limboed all the way down the bottom rope. Um, it was just, it was a real, it was a pretty strong pop ski for the crowd and for for me as a fan just watching it at home. So, 
just wanted to make sure we acknowledge that too. Matt, the uh, the other two <laughs> tag matches there. All right, uh, get your notepads out, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to oh, see some... Say, uh, okay, he mentioned that one. Did he... Well, in case they're, right, in case they're listening. Them. Like, hold it, hold it. Okay, okay. You know, I put a lot of effort into that spot. Now I'll do an interview with the brothers of discussion. Um, <laughs> I'd say of the other two matches, uh, they were okay. I mean, the crowd was not super behind the... I don't know why you would subject Oni and Danny to the Forgotten Sons and the Forgotten Sons to Oni and Danny because... It's definitely not an electric crowd for that it does, match. It does nothing for both. Yeah. But I guess if you put, you know, if you had Ricochet and Alistair versus one of those teams, you know Ricochet and Alistair are going over. So I guess this helped put it a little bit in doubt what the outcome was going to be. Um, and then the other match, Mustache Mountain versus Street Profits. Uh, I mean, do we need to say it again? Street Profits, man, they never get a fair shot. Um, once... <laughs> Well, I I don't know. I like like I've said the last couple weeks, like Street Profits are back on TV. They're they're done with that that run with the uh what is that? Uh I almost said AEW. What's what's the other brand where they were hold, the Evolve yes. tag yep. titles? Um and I just they're still they're still not hitting the mark for me, Mike. And I mean Mustache Mountain is a no-brainer. Like they just it, it's going to be great wrestling, whoever they're fighting. Uh, I'm cool with it because I, it, it, we we play this game where it's like, all right, we got to build up the younger guys or start building up a larger division or start building up new teams, um, you know, however you want to look at it. But then there's this other side of it where we go, okay, I also want to see great wrestling, and now we're going to see great goddamn fucking wrestling. So I, I'm cool with this victory. I, I know it's just it's kind of a bother because the street profits they they do have some charisma you know they're they have some okay move set i mean the one thing i put a made a note of was montez ford uh he waited for dawkins drop a i think a spine buster and montez ford when he did the frog splash he jumped so high he jumped out of frame of the camera um <laughs> came crashing down on mustache mountain um for a near fall and then montez had the bug eyes you know and that that didn't work um so i don't i don't you know i don't dislike these guys i just i, I don't know maybe it's time to move montez on a 205 live um i know angelo dawkins is you know not not quite as good as montez but matt hot tag is is this it for street profits just kind of a middling tag team on nxt I'd like to see Montez by himself. I I don't know if the Street Profits are the end, like the only way that this that these guys can can make it or break it in NXT. So I, I just I, I want to see, I want to see something else. I I know you like their promos. Uh, they're very forgettable for me. Uh, I I don't know. I I'll just leave it at that. I'm I'm too negative when it comes to this this kind of thing and i i'd hope that they they start to break it up or try something different because right now it's just not it's not getting over and they're not booking them to win so what do you do well i mean the crowd still you know gets up for their entrance i think um i think it's just an issue of 
you know, I, I don't know if they can do, you know, a 20-minute classic. I think they're pretty good at that, you know, initial energy, but we... Maybe they're good at it. We just have never been exposed to their abilities. So we don't even know if they can, you know, if they're going to fall flat on their faces when you give them a longer match. You know, if they have that, um, like, wrestling endurance to tell a 20-minute story. We don't know. We don't get a chance to see it. So, uh, you know, if they get an opportunity, that'd be nice. We can make a fair judgment. But until then, we're just looking at, you know, the classic anime. Just three question marks over our head. Hmm. Um, yep. besides that, we're about done with NXT, uh, Matt, um, I know you're really excited to see Velveteen Dream fight Matt Riddle and his bare feet. Uh, one thing, uh, I thought Riddle, you know, not the greatest promo man of all time, but for whatever reason, the crowd was pretty jazzed to see Matt Riddle out there, uh, throwing the taunts at the Dream. Matt, hot tag, is this, did that promo do anything for you, or you're, you still want to see nope. some more? All right, that's I, that's a that's well, a that's a I, no for Matt. Matt, I know a promo that <laughs> did resonate for you, and that was Eo and Kyrie. Matt, go ahead and tell the crowd what was the most adorable thing this week in all of professional wrestling. Well, I I have I, I want to talk about something else in regards to Eo. Um, how many goddamn times do I have to ask for this? Because we know the WWE listens. <laughs> I know how to fucking read. Just. Let EO do a goddamn Japanese promo and give us subtitles. Is it that bad? Are people going to hate it that much? An NXT. Come on. The fans, you can do a lot of things wrong, and the fans are very forgiving in NXT. Like, they love that you just are there. But I think with EO, where we already have this high, like, level of respect for her, I don't... I don't think that they'd give her a hard time for going through a Japanese promo. I, I, yeah. It's just, I mean, you have to go through these games now of sitting her in a ring and doing a, a, a an interview with Kyrie, who speaks a little bit better English. Uh, it's just, it doesn't have to be done for me. Like she could be herself, and we just read what she says. I don't. I don't, I don't know why that can't be a thing. But I mean, to answer your question, the cutest thing to me every week is EO. So, I, I love her. <laughs> well, I, you know, they were referencing uh, Bianca Belair, who always she has the obnoxiously long ponytail that she uses like a whip, and she twirls it around like a, almost like a lasso. And Kyrie just basically said, "Yo, not scared of Bianca." And then she twirled her little hair around. It was pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, I don't know why, you know, we, we talk about it. It's just going to be a recurring theme until WWE finally, you know, they listen to enough of these episodes and actually takes our advice. Just get them a mouthpiece. Uh, you know, we have some female wrestlers who can cut some promos, but, you know, they're not as good as those two in the ring. I, just do it. I, we want to see them, you know, just let them have an opportunity to, you know, be the whole package. Yeah. We make, you know, we make exceptions for Lesnar. We listen to, you know, Ronda Rousey butcher the English language. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to give our Japanese friends a little help, too. Uh, Matt, we can hop into UK. Um, uh, as far as the highlights go, uh, we got a pretty 
pretty cool match. Uh, Jordan Devlin versus uh, the Kiwi Buzzsaw, Travis Banks. We've been waiting months for this grudge well, you, match. You, my favorite interpretation of this match is because I walked away and I said, that was fun. But then you texted me like an hour after I watched it, and I this is this is more of like you know this is how we have a discussion. Yeah. I like what did you what did you text me, Mike? Um, hold on, let me. And I'm, this, gonna pull up, I'll, I'm gonna pull up the transcript here. So we yeah. So while you're doing that, I, 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 I just, have it ready. The reason that this is important is because we we keep saying this neat the the product on NXT UK is like it's a it's like a fingernail away. But this this is one of the things that needs to get fixed for it to be at that NXT level. But go ahead, Mike. All right. In response to this match, Devlin has been interfering in Banks' matches since they started NXT UK. Right. Yeah, good background. Banks, at every turn, when he's had you know a near shot at maybe getting a shot, at getting a shot of fighting Pete Dunne for a championship. Or getting a shot at winning, you know, at some sort of tag team tournament. There's Jordan Devlin there to screw him over again. In a false, the first false count anywhere match on NXT UK. It's going to be Devlin and Travis Banks. This is their time to shine and finally give us the payoff for a months long feud. This is one of the longest, easily, easily longest feud in all of NXT UK. We're talking like October. Yes. Right? Since they ever started yeah. filming these and giving us 15 episodes every Wednesday, and now we're back down to one. <laughs> this is all we've seen. We've seen one feud. One. And how did this match start? Banks hit one suplex and went for a pin. So I tweeted Matt, and we try to keep the show G-rated, but when that happened, I... It had hit the controller on the PlayStation, and I kind of like to have that uh, suspense of disbelief. So, like, I don't want to know, you know, if it's 10 minutes in that the false finish is not going to count. And I accidentally saw that there were 19 minutes left in this match. So in minute one, Travis Banks went for a pinfall. And I texted Matt, the fuck? What the fuck? Why is Kiwi trying to pin Devlin in the first moment of a grudge match? <laughs> And Matt responded, he's an eager beaver. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you know, this is more about him proving himself, I guess, than uh, getting a chance to beat the shit out of Devlin, which he eventually did do. But you're right, Mike, if he had gotten the victory right there. Would which... you have been satisfied, Travis? You happy with that? All right, I won, and then Devlin just gets up and beats the shit yeah, out of him again. Beats the shit out of him again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it had some fun spots. Uh, Banks uh, flying off the second deck, um, you know, some some curb stomps under the steel staircase. But uh, for me, this match was done in minute one. I just didn't care. Travis Banks is so stupid, like you know, not the man, the character. Like why why would you even go? Matt, there's no let's. It's all been said in that text. The fuck, what the fuck. Yep. And another <sighs> thing, uh, yeah, I mean, that, folks, if you don't respect that opinion, what the fuck. But the other thing that I thought was, was troubling in regards to the production of the show and us believing in it more and being bigger fans in NXT UK, and I know that we have some fans from the UK 
that follow us on Twitter, and uh, they're actually pretty vocal with us when we post about NXT UK. Um, but, you know, we want your brand to be great. But when you do a five-minute Nina Samuels promo, like, segment, where she's not talking, but you're just building her up, right. and then you have her come out to a match where Charlie Morgan just basically had someone playing, like, the xylophone, like, do-do-do-do. You remember in, in Rick and Morty when uh, Jerry hearing human music? Like yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nina Samuels comes out to, like, like and it like took some effort to make nina samuel's song it's just there's no way she's losing this match yeah there was zero chance so let's let's get our shit together just get all your shit nxt uk just put it in a bag get all your shit we also fix that was just a weird match because they're like i can't remember if it was vic joseph or if it was um uh god what nigel nigel mcginnis uh they made mention of charlie being lgbtq and you know at some point you know you know rusev is like the bulgarian brute uh you know devlin is the he's the yeah. irish ace and so with charlie this, morgan this scottish psychopath charlie morgan she's you know lgbtq you know that's her entire identity <laughs> It's who she has sex with. And it's just... It's such a weird line for wrestling because they want to pat themselves on the back for not, you know, excluding people of that orientation. But it shouldn't be their whole identity. You know, it shouldn't be, you know, they're LGBTQ and then they come out to human music. It just... <laughs> it's, like it's, it's a tough mountain to, to conquer, you know. <laughs> comes out to human music. So Charlie, no, Charlie, I, I'm that, sorry they that did that really... to you. Maybe they'll maybe they'll repackage you with an actual character instead of this awful, you know, non-identity. We got a Ligero versus Joseph Connors. I like that match just because it it got a lot of time. Um, they got like 15 minutes to do that. Um, and it's it, you I, know what it, I just like instantly became a fan of. Uh, of Ligero because he just reminds me of El Generico, so I've kind of oh, been neat. cheating and pretending it's Sami Zayn. I honestly, you know what I think of when I because NXT UK has been pretty consistent with this. Um, it just reminded me yeah. of like Hooventude, how like in WCW yeah. the the cruiserweights would kick off you know the the Monday Nitros every week. So seeing Ligero kind of usually gets opening bill or you know they'll give it to Mark Andrews or uh, Flash Morgan. Um, <laughs> God, I hate Mark Andrews' song. Go ahead. Whoa! He's waving his arm at nobody. He really puts his <laughs> all into that, really. Oh. That's his song. He wrote that? Yeah, he has a band. I remember when they <sighs> had him on 205 Live. That was... Yikes. That was his band. Um, no comment. All right, well, that's, that that's wraps NXT UK. UK. Yeah. Let's get into this fast lane just real quick. Let's knock it out in 10 minutes. Real quick. You know what's exciting is that we are going to get, um, uh, God, is it, is it Gallus? Yeah, Gallus versus, uh, Walter and Pete Dunn. I'm I'm pretty psyched for that. Yeah, that's the one thing they're kind of, they're, they're actually taking their time with. And, and Gallus, uh, from an American perspective, for any of the UK fans listening out there, um, kind of feels like we're listening to, like, an Irish mafia or something. 
like in their promo work it's just just because like they can say anything and i'm just intimidated by it and they 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 get the 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 shield treatment right now or they're backstage by like bleachers or something it's really dark and scary um but they're 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 definitely getting over even even with the loss at the uh the takeover blackpool and then um yeah, like they uh, getting they have to go out there and cut their promos because they still don't really wear their Gallus gear. Um, I know yeah. that I know a shirt exists. I've seen it. That, I've seen it. That's why you struggle to. We all struggle to think of their name. They're not branding well. They're not producing these shows well. They're not branding them well. Get some. Get Those some. Those guys merch. are all still coming out to like different music. At least, I, like I, uh, I'm Gallus, but you know. I'm Joe Coffee. <laughs> um, I will say that like think about this. the the Go positives. Ahead. No, I just wanted to harp on what you said with with their promo work. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're out there and essentially like, you know, it's Christmas time and your mom buys you a new sweater from the Gap. So they're all wearing like Gap sweaters, but they all have such great growls and their accents really put some stank on the pronunciation. I, you know, I can't tell what they're saying, but I'm scared. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see those three guys in sweaters, like, surrounding me when I'm trying to, like, fumbling with my keys at my car. Um, <laughs> they do a good job, and I, you know, I thought that, I really thought Joe Coffey was going to win the title until Walter came out. Um, so, I I get it. I like those guys. I get why they, you know, have prominent spots on the card. Uh, I'm just, you know, at some point, they might have to win something. <laughs> <laughs> so... Matt, does that wrap it up yeah, for uh, for UK, part. or do you got any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. I'm already, in my head, I've already moved already, down to the main event. You already event checked out, lane. Matt. we yeah. got to dive into fast lane here. <laughs> this is, as usual, we just give NXT our whole lives. Matt, let's try to let's try to run through this card here. Uh, you got a kickoff match labeled. We've got Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Andrade, no longer Cien Almas. Matt? Nice. This is uh, maybe one of the better feuds uh, that doesn't get enough credit, at least from WWE, um, especially because we're seeing that on Fastlane, it couldn't make the main card. Um, yep. I want Andrade, but it's a pre-show match. Uh, you know, it could be a little popski for Rey Mysterio Jr., Matt. Who you got? I mean, it should be Andrade. Ray should go on to fight Andrade 50 times and should go 0-50. Ray Mysterio will never be hurt by losing a match at this point in his career. Andrade is the only one who benefits from this match. Andrade, Andrade, Andrade. Yes. There, I said it. The- That's what should happen. I'm just going to go with the shoulds today. That Those are my picks. All right. When I when I go with the what's Vince McMahon gonna pick, it just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like watching the match, going, "Come on, Ray, make me look smart." I don't want to do that. Do you, uh, go, come on, Andrade. Do you, do you read his uh, his new uh, merchandise, Ray Mysterio, where it says G and then it's like a luchador mask, mask. O A T? Yeah, that makes no sense. How do you how do First you read all, that in your head? Because I always go, G Mysterio. Oh. Or I'll sometimes look at the mask as another O. So it'll be like, go. <laughs> good. <laughs> it, is, it is good. Yeah. It's good. Um, I, so here's how By I. By the way, that it. was Tom Hanks in I, the terminal, right? It yeah. is good. 
You keep the change. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> well, now my joke isn't going to get any... Uh, I'll give it a popski, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, so here's how I read it. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Now it's re- now you've really <laughs> fucked it. Now there's no this joke. There's nothing I can do. I have do a good feeling, man. That, to of, save of, this. of all the jokes in the world, this one's going to be the good. All right, go ahead. It's it's good. So, I mean, I saw it the first time a couple weeks ago, um, and it just confuses the fuck out of me. But when I when I am trying to read it, I go G. And that is how I read Rey Mysterio's stupid shirt. And this, um, this is how you no sell that joke. Matt, moving on, we're doing Oscar versus Mandaro. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. What I said. I'm glad you yeah. had fun doing that. <laughs> uh, I really liked doing a giant Gonzalez to your joke there, Matt. Sorry, but that was it. Was pretty funny. Is that yours? Is that from something? Me throwing up? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, where'd you get the throwing up from? Are you doing a new thing? Is that your shtick? What are you doing? It's my new bit. Yeah, I just throw up now. Uh, Asuka versus Mandy Rose. Mike, here's... I'm gonna play the should game. Okay. Who should win this match? Asuka! Yes! What the fuck? Who will win? Uh, Mandy. I mean, I mean, if you're at a live show and Mandy's breaking Asuka's neck, I, I mean, that should tell. I, I'm so I like Mandy Rose. If you guys are frequent listeners to the show, that I, I, I've been hoping that she was gonna get this shot, but now that she's here, I don't see anything that like they're not doing enough to have me believe she's gonna win. There's definitely not enough build to this match, and Asuka, you're always like, is she still on the show? Did she go to AEW? <laughs> so, like, the WWE doesn't care about this feud, so I think, like, the next thing is just WrestleMania and setting up Asuka's big kickoff show match uh, with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I, it's, uh, that's what's happening. I mean, Mandy I, is getting... A pay-per-view title match. She is. So that's that's pretty neat. Um, but I mean, she's I. I'd be astounded if Asuka lost to Mandy Rose. So it's it's just kind of a an opportunity for Mandy to kind of show us what she's got against, arguably the best in-ring worker that is on the main roster for SmackDown and Raw and Asuka for f- uh, female-wise. Uh, and I, I, I again. I, I can't say enough where I thought Mandy's promo work was, was fantastic going into this. Yeah. And I, she's not terrible in the ring, but then when you almost break Asuka's neck and then you look at how this match is being built, I just don't see anything that here's a, you know gives here's, us a good reason to think she'd actually win. Or, or why would we want her to win at this point? Like It's, like not, you'd make, it's not good for the title. You'd make a fortune if you put money on Mandy Rose. But Matt, hot tag. Uh, do you see this match having some shenanigans? And by that, I mean either Sonya Deville or maybe Naomi coming in to help Asuka. I feel like Naomi might come and beat the shit out of uh, Sonya just to get some SmackDown matches in for the next couple weeks. Yeah. So then you've got, you've got a tag team that you're building up in case uh, Sasha and um, 
you know, the other one, Bailey, need a <laughs> the other one <laughs> need an opponent um, going forward. You know, not 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 at WrestleMania, but just you know, sometime in the future. Yes. I oh god, are they? Oh Jesus, is Oscar gonna fight at WrestleMania for the stupid tag titles instead of defending her belt? Oh my god, uh, it's, it's potentially we don't know. Jesus, Matt. Now, earlier in the show... (laughs) Yeah. I know, I don't want you to have an aneurysm. Now, earlier in the show... It hurts. Oh. Uh, Earlier in the show, we talked about the belt that is shot upon more than any other belt, and that is the Raw Tag Team Championship belts for the men. Now, we've got two... For the men. We've got two tag team title defenses, Okay. We've had a we've had a pretty pretty lengthy string, Matt. We got to go back in the annals of the WWE Network to get the real numbers here. But I honestly can't remember. And that, Matt, this is a hot tag. I just need a yes or no. Do you remember the last time in one pay per view we had the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles defended on the same night? I no, I can't remember. But this is bigger than that because we also have the women's tag team titles. So we potentially have three straight tag team titles being defended where you and I argue all the time. Like we love tag team wrestling. That's because we watch so much NXT. Um, I mean, fuck, we just spent 40 minutes talking about the dusty roads. Classic, but, um, so of the three, let's throw, let's lump the women in there. Um, go ahead and rank these for me. As far as interest level from least to most, well, here's here's the problem. I think the Miz and Shane are the story in the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think they are that. Like, if I had to go, which one's gonna have the best WrestleMania match? I think it's gonna be the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Oh. Or at least there's enough good talent around it to make it interesting. It might still be on the kickoff show. Um. So that I. I just have to mention that because I could not be more excited to see Ricochet and Aleister Black in their first pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, that, for me, I, I tweeted out, like, is this the first time they're actually nailing calling someone up? Because, I, you know, they're probably not going to win, right? Right. But let's play the should game. I think maybe they should. I think maybe this is an opportunity to make these Raw Tag Team titles mean something again. Um, For everybody that said the Revival deserves it, you know what the Revival deserved? They deserved to not be sitting in the back and and only being on TV when they were walking around in the background. Right. That's what they deserved. But to say that they need to be Tag Team Champions forever? You're insane! Aleister Black and Ricochet... That is a tag team that's going to build these titles to being the most prestigious tag titles in the WWE. And if I'm if I'm stupid, please tweet at us at, at BOD Podcast. Tell us how dumb I am. But I, I'm telling you, the Revival got what they deserved. They got a tag team title. Uh, well, they got multiple opportunities. They got to hold the titles. They've been in the, tag, the Raw Tag Team main event for months now. That's... 
That's so, the extent of the revival. So hot take, what, they, what's the ideal outcome of this triple threat? Black and Ricochet. Winning. So I think that as far as strapping a rocket onto their backs, there's no reason to not have the top NXT guys win, except that, you know, that means they're going to be essentially working, you know, uh, every single day, it seemingly. Um, right. It also means that there's going to be less opportunity for them to float around, um, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays because, you know, they're going to be defending belts on Mondays. Um, what this kind of smells like to me, and it makes sense, but it's a little bit of a bummer, um, because it means that these two guys will get the same kind of booking that, you know, almost every single NXT call-up has before them. This smells like the Revival pinning Chad Gable or Bobby Roode. Where Alistair and Ricochet don't factor into the finish, maybe because of Rusev and Nakamura again. Um, but, you know, that would keep the Revival uh, champions, and then it would still keep Ricochet and Alistair away from an actual loss because they don't take the pinfall. Uh, that's usually, it's just kind of cowardice or... Uh, you know, kind of floundering, you know, treading water when you do a triple threat. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I will say, I mean, there's got to be an article coming out soon from us because this thought pops in my head like every freaking week. But when you say cowardice, um, like they, they talk about not giving us what we want right away because then we want it more. But sometimes they wait too goddamn long for this shit and you you let a team that doesn't have any mic skills or any ability to build up the titles you let them hold on to the titles way too long because you're too scared to try something different or try something new or maybe you're just not creative enough to figure out how to make black and ricochet interesting as new nxt members like just the same game of you know spinning around the toilet bowl until the water finally disappears and you got nothing left i i just i don't get it i it's so many nxt call-ups have have had this result and it, it's just it just blows my mind like think about how long nxt has been on and mike i would not be surprised if the shield closes out the night at Fastlane. yeah I mean, I mean, it, in the, in WWE's defense, at least that those three guys did also come from NXT, but the other two teams that Alistair and Ricochet are fighting, that's all NXT alumni. Uh, Chad Gable was, you know, had crowds eaten out of his hand when he was teamed with Jason Jordan. Bobby Roode had arguably the greatest NXT en entrance ever when he would, you know, come twirling out of the floor, you know, on a pillar like it's, you know, out of the, the you know, ancient Rome. And we were all singing his glorious song. Um, you know, and then the Revival. That was the greatest tag team in NXT. They were the best. And now they well, all four of those guys look like bozos. I'll just say my, my argument with the Shield is that Roman was built at home. And when you look at the WWE Championship match, you've got a Kevin Owens and a Daniel Bryan that were built at Ring of Honor. When you look at that Raw Tag Team Championship match, you know, all all the tech, you know, Bob, Bobby Roode was, was built up at, at TNA, and then 
uh ricochet and alistair built up uh ricochet over on the west coast uh alistair also on the west coast but from um amsterdam i mean these guys had careers elsewhere i just don't i don't know it just it still feels like it's always the same old shit and and i think that's what's so goddamn frustrating about this product um even even when we start to like get you know what what's funny too is this comes back to like a point you made earlier about like what does vince mcmahon think and even though i said like you can't think about that that's that's me really talking to myself because that's what really bothers me is brock lesnar is our universal champion um you know ronda rousey's gonna go over at wrestlemania um it's just you know and and i would not be surprised if roman somehow gets involved in the main event at wrestlemania and i don't know becomes champion i god i just now i'm so depressed (laughs) you know it sometimes the story is going to bum you out but you know maybe you get the outcome that you wanted um of these three matches you know we're talking about the tag teams um <clears throat> the reason I haven't talked about Bailey and Sasha, Boston Hug versus Nia and Tamina is that it seems like the outcome's already inevitable. Um, you don't have Bailey and Sasha promote the hell out of those women's tag titles, you know, across all all facets of WWE, and then snatch them away. Yeah. Because um, then what do you do? Then you have Nia. You trot out Nia and Tamina to do the exact same thing on every single show. It, logistically i don't think it makes a ton of sense and i think you want to try and promote these belts and if you're actually going to have them removed from those women you know do it at a major pay-per-view and this this is not the time for that so it, it seems like a foregone conclusion um that we want to get some some pop skis when bailey and sasha make their you know in-ring returns that something like nxt um so i got bailey and sasha going over there matt I, i'd be surprised if you disagree yeah if with i that. if if i played the should game it's bailey and sasha so that i mean that's that's the easiest one to book here and if it's naya and tamina uh we're really then we're really seeing this 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 creative team truly not understanding how to write television (laughs) yeah we don't need 50 50 booking for that just let bailey and sasha hold it for a while um for usos and shane versus usos versus shane and miz it's got to be the usos at some point we got to start getting this shane versus miz um you know feud building we only have you know five weeks to do that and they've been exclusively amicable so far so um yeah and let let the usos hold the titles going into mania put them put them in the second to last match before the main event and have them you know rock the house yeah they've never they've never done it is that is that right yeah 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 and then uh, I know you picked. Did you pick officially Alistair and Ricochet to go over? I am playing the should game. I'm saying they should. <sighs> they they should if they actually want to put their balls on the table and say these are our two got two best guys in NXT. Don't do the WWE thing, you know, and have Rude and Gable eat a pin so that Revival can hold their belts. Oh, my, I mean, if I had to say who was probably gonna win. I'd pick Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. But the should game is Alistair and Ricochet. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, get, you know, then they can go back to having that go back and forth. I, I just, 
It does nothing for me. It does nothing for those belts. It does nothing to get people to watch your programming. It does nothing for a WrestleMania match. It does nothing, nothing, nothing. It smells like a schmaz to me. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of goofballs running out and interfering in this match. So uh, if I had to put money down, I'm picking Revival just because I think Alistair and Ricochet are still going to float. Um, so we're past. We're finally past. Woo! One, two, three, four, five matches. Um, and we got the juicy ones left here. Um, Matt, let's start with The Shield versus oh. Baron Corbin versus McIntyre versus Lashley. Oh, man. This is an easy one. <laughs> the only question is if Dean is going to turn um, that night just so he can set up a, a last feud with Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. Um, what I'd like to see... like I, I'm going to play the should game. Mike... Should, uh, and I'm not asking a question. I'm saying should again. All right, I won't answer. Baron, I'll just sit quietly. Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley should actually win this match. They should. They should get over on the Shield. The, the, the party happened when the Shield decided to get back together. Them winning another match is the Shield? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know? Well... Like, what would mean something is... Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley actually looking like a formidable faction. A, a faction that will still be around after WrestleMania. I think that's important to remember, too. Well, I think the one thing that, that puts a, a wrench in this in this thinking, this line of thinking, is Roman just came back from cancer. I don't know if they're going to give him an L in his first match back. Um, that's why I could still see the Shield coming out on top. And then, I don't know, maybe Dean attacks after, or, you know, we save this till Monday, but, I mean, when you get cancer, I think you get a free win, so. So, <laughs> I, I'm saying if, if Dean is is going to, um, is going to start a, a feud with Roman, that's, that's how Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley get the win. Okay. If that isn't the plan for WrestleMania, um... And, and they're just going to be buddies. Yeah, the Shield will win. Okay. I do think that there's some pretty cool... Like, who who will win will be the Shield. Who needs the win is Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley. Because they're just a, yeah, Ma- a, they're a joke right now. A whole year of Drew McIntyre last year has just gone right in the shitter over the last two months. Yeah, so. McIntyre, he still has a rocket strapped to his back, but it's pointed upside down. Uh, he's just plummeting into yeah. the earth. Um <laughs> Luckily, he it was going the right way for a while. So if they can turn the rocket around, he'll be okay. Right. There's, he hasn't there's quite still splatted. time. He was up so high that, you know, there's a lot yeah. of room before he's, you know, at the Ascension, you know, or Ty, Ty oh. Dillinger, you know. <laughs> um, we've got two matches left here, Matt. Um, let's go with Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. Oh, boy. And I picked this one because uh, it smells like this outcome is... You know, already written on the wall. This smells like. You don't think the other one is too? I don't know. I think I think Kofi he's gonna get his match against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. So, I think something's gonna happen. Kevin Owens is not going over. Oh, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, Stumpy and <laughs> Stumpy and Redwood are gonna take out Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, there, there's there's no reason that Daniel Bryan should have this title taken away. I think. If you look at the pay-per-view schedule, which the WWE was so nice to uh, present to us, 
Um, there's another Saudi Arabia show coming up, mm. and I think Kofi Kingston would love to carry that WWE oh championship gosh. into Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, and I think it's a childhood dream. Still, yeah. Still, yeah, he still wants no part of that. Um, so maybe that was what happened. Maybe they asked around and were like, well, who wants to be champion going into Saudi Arabia? And, and Kofi raised his hand. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm kidding. Um, Here's a hot take but for you. But, yeah, like, it's Kofi mania. It's, it's been that. They did another promo on SmackDown to make sure it wasn't forgotten that that was the situation. So I'm not going to be surprised if it's a triple threat at WrestleMania, yep. still involving that, Kevin that Owens. That was my hot take. Um, it, it feels like Kevin is going to be there because he does really good promo work, and Kofi's there because, you know, he's the underdog. He's... Yeah, and th- and they gave Kevin the stunner, so something big is gonna happen for Kevin. Right. Uh, he's getting you know, the hero's welcome. He's now cutting family-oriented baby face promos. Uh, he's got a stunner. Um, you know, Kevin just perpetually he doesn't have a rocket on his back. He just has, like, rockets in his mouth. Um, and he's just you know flying up into the stratosphere because he's so good at his job. Matt. Now you said. You thought this was a guarantee, and we're moving on to the final match of the card, and that is Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. And Becky, for some reason, the Royal Rumble winner needs to win a one-on-one contest to qualify for WrestleMania, for some reason. (laughs) So that uh, five-hour extravaganza, we paid uh, hundreds of dollars in terms of airplane tickets, uh, in-stadium seating, meals um ubers none of that meant anything it's all coming down to fast lane matt who you got in this match uh becky now here's why i don't pick becky i i can honestly see ronda interfering in some way and they drag this out where becky doesn't get added till the very last minute we've already said you know fuck off to the royal rumble uh you know we just had the chairman come out and announce charlotte's um uh place on the card at wrestlemania i think we could definitely drag this storyline out and it, it's it smells like a situation like you alluded to earlier where um you know wwe doesn't want to give it to you immediately and you have to you know you gotta prove you really want it so you gotta really get mad when charlotte and ronda double team becky and then Becky finally qualifies for Mania, you know, maybe a week or so before the actual show. I will disagree because I am goddamn fucking sick of this same week after week. Becky comes trotting out on her crutches and she interrupts a promo or a match. Jesus Christ. Like, they have, like, this, that was them trying to get to this moment. That, to me, is what was going on. If they are going to keep doing that for another four or five weeks of her limping to the <laughs> ring or limping into someone's match or limping into someone's promo, yeah. oh, my God, just fucking shoot me now. I will not... I, I, will, I will boo Becky Lynch. officially start to hate this match if that's what, they, if that's what their, their plan is for the next couple weeks. I, I am so done with that. I want to see these ladies build up a wrestlemania main event of of three women 
in the main event at WrestleMania. I've given up on trying to get Charlotte out of this match. So obviously that's not happening. So let's start giving these ladies an opportunity to build up the first women's WrestleMania main event. It can't be that hard to write. They can't have to go. Uh, like I'm saying, yes, Mike, you're probably right. It's probably <laughs> their limitation and creative ability. That's what they're going to do for the next five weeks is the same old shit. Should they? We're playing the should game on my part today. Absolutely fucking not. What should happen is after Becky made this comment on SmackDown about how Ronda has been doing everything to get Becky back, you know, into this match, and then she gives her, you know, an arm bar. So then Becky's response is, is like, where the hell is her head at? That that was her response is injuring me further. So what I think is uh, Charlotte's going to get hers now. This is going to be Ronda's opportunity to get in some licks on Charlotte, who also did a number on her, if we all remember, back at Survivor Series. So, uh, or Charlotte did a number on Ronda. Yeah. So, th- like, that's what should happen. Ronda should come out and beat the fuck out of Charlotte Flair. They should just announce this as a no DQ, have Charlotte, you know, and, and Becky go at it for about five or ten minutes, Becky will struggle. She'll get in like a couple of good licks, but most of it will be Charlotte and she'll look really dominant because she should look dominant against a one-legged, no-armed Becky Lynch. (laughs) She should look dominant. But then it should be Ronda to come and, you know, and and hopefully the way you want to think about this is Ronda should come in and fuck herself over by helping Becky win and hopefully Becky winning at WrestleMania, which right now I'm not convinced will happen. But it's got to happen somehow. And I like the idea, the story element of it actually being Ronda's own fault. Like if she didn't help Becky get into that match, she would have, you know, she would have just completely run through Charlotte, no problem. Right. You know, the way you're describing it, <clears throat> and it's not your fault, You ha- you are trying to process this back and forth storyline where it you know what is ronda doing is she a face is she a heel does she want becky in does she want becky out does she want charlotte in does she want charlotte out does she want herself in does she even want the championship anymore she's laying it on the ground what is happening uh and your your argument is matt none of that bullshit matters it's never mattered none of it's we live in the moment yep we just we just live second to second here in the wwe oh. <laughs> um uh, yeah i don't know maybe you know maybe tori wilson enters herself into the wrestlemania main event who knows we do a nostalgia pop just like we did with uh Jeff, you know the hardy boys when they came back so who knows with this company um matt you want to play the should game Yeah, I'm going to say Charlotte should win. Because I, I think that there should be shenanigans that, you know, it's not a clean one-on-one match. Um, and I, I think that you 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 drag this out a little bit more and you can give Ronda some more free heat. Are, are you saying a, <clears throat> like a clean Charlotte win? No, I was just, I just said, uh, you know, somebody interferes. Something happens. Oh. So Becky doesn't quite get it at Fastlane. I just, I don't know. Because that match, you I, know what's stupid is this match is not even, like, 
whoever loses is not in the main event. It's the only the only stipulation is on Becky's side. There's no there's no risk for Charlotte. She's still in regardless if she wins or loses. So it just seems like it's a foregone conclusion that Becky's going to win. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know at this company anymore. Um, you know, <laughs> if you know, if if I if we had faith in them to actually tell a great story for a couple of weeks here, instead of you know you know trotting out Tiny Tim every week, um, you know I'd feel better about Becky winning. But it's stupid because it shouldn't even be to this point. What is? What are we doing with the Royal Rumble anymore? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Mike, I, I just, I'm, I'm hopeful. That's you know what, like, this... here, like part of my, my, my should, Becky, you know, sh- Becky should win, yeah. is, like your, I don't know, uh, your, uh, prediction, your, your booking of this match is just so, fucking terrible. <laughs> Not terrible creative wise. I just mean. I, it is such a, like, a timing-wise and, like, a clusterfuck of, like, and now, you know what, I shouldn't say creative, and I'm, you are creative. What I should say is, it is a very WWE decision, but I, I just, I can't, I don't think I can stomach that happening. I just don't know how you're selling Becky Lynch as the man and she's got to trot out again after getting her ass whipped that she's also going to lose a match and then we're going to go, yep, she's still the man. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, in my right mind, that is, I, I just, it makes no sense for the characters. It perpetuates this boring storyline of Becky walking out on crutches well, I just think it's... I, I can't do it. I think it's one way to... And I'm, I can already I can already see the boardroom meeting where they got the, the dry erase board and they're thinking of all these theories about what they should do with the booking and they all involve, you know, uh, you know, Rhonda pinning, you know, Becky's prone body with Charlotte laid across it. Um, If you want to get as much heat as possible, I, I don't know. You, you, it's they, they, they fucked this story up so much. Like, it's a, it's a perfect example of why you know you, you don't want to oversaturate. Like, when they started doing Becky, is she's on Monday, she's on Tuesday, she's, you know, she's everywhere. Um, it's too much. It's why it's why I really am starting. You know, we, we're going to come full circle here, and, and what a travesty it is that Champa had to get injured. Because if if I wish they would just look down the hallway at that writers' room at NXT, and they could figure out a way to you know make the story kind of a you know a little bit of a slower burn, like that one is, instead of whatever the hell they're doing with this with these wild face turns and you know I want you in the match, I don't want you in the match, I don't even want the belt anymore. Like, it feels like Ronda should be making some sort of cameo. Um, you know, at Fastlane, it's the last pay-per-view. You know, it's the go-home pay-per-view before the biggest show of the year. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> they, 
you know, ultimately what we're going to get is a main event that has Becky Lynch in it, that has Ronda Rousey in it, and unfortunately probably Charlotte. And it feels like the road to it is just not the fast lane. It feels like there's potholes and, you know, there's yellow cones and it's down to one lane and we're just kind of grinding our teeth through this. But ultimately we are going to end up at a pretty exciting WrestleMania. So, uh, I don't know. We'll get through the night and, you know, we'll... we'll we just got to remember that this this is going to be, you know, the quote Michael Scott, maybe the ends justify the mean. And the mean is what the writers have been doing to the fan base. So, Matt, final thought. I'm, I'm still going to pick Charlotte because I think they're going to drag out this Becky's uh, um, um, spot on the card. I think they're going to drag it out. Uh, and I think we've just got more of a clusterfuck with uh, Rhonda and her decision-making. And uh, at least to paint a better picture of Rhonda is that she's beating the shit out of both of them. So she is going to beat the shit out of Charlotte and help Becky win. So that's, that's my pick. So just to recap here, I think uh, I'm going with Sh- Andrade should win. You're going with uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, we oh, no, I'm going to said... go Andrade on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Asuka in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Yep. Uh, I'm going with Ricochet and Aleister Black. I'm going with uh, The Revival and uh, Bobby Roode or Chad Gable taking a pin. Matt, uh, for the women's tag titles, I think we're in agreement. Uh, most of Earth probably is. Uh, Bailey and Sasha are taking down Nia and Tamina. And I'm going to say uh, Naya and Tamina will take the pin. Um, <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> um, we're going Usos over Shane and The Miz. God, I hope so. Uh, we are going Shield. Uh, I'm going, yeah, because Roman just came back from, you know, leukemia. I, th- I think that they're probably going to win. Over, over wow, Corbin, this... McIntyre, and Lashley. This is no fun. We're picking the same things going top to bottom. We're both picking Daniel Bryan. And the only thing that we'll be able to say there was a winner and a loser. Oh, wait. Nope, I'm sorry. Except for the Triple Threat Raw Tag Team Championship match. Yep. The other match that will <laughs> determine who is the smarter of the brothers of discussion. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. I'm taking Becky Lynch. Mike, you think it's going to be a one-on-one at WrestleMania? Charlotte's going to beat Becky. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mike, I, I think it's going to be a triple threat at Wrestle. I think they want to get Becky Lynch involved in this match. I, I don't know where you're You'd coming from. You'd be surprised. But, yep. That was the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. Becky will, We're Becky still will here. be there for payback or something. You know. <laughs> Now that, that would prove that they have no fucking clue what they're doing, right? Especially when Ronda, to Ronda Saudi turns Arabia. face on Monday. Yeah. Remember when Roman Reigns was trying to win the title every week against Brock Lesnar? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, if that's what this turns into, oh my god. Oh, I'm still the uh, Charlotte. You can hear the crowd. And she's like, oh, and 40. Just... <laughs> 
You know I'm still the man, Charlotte. You can cut and tweet and only flirty do. And she just never, ever fucking wins. Never. Uh, that's such a good Finn Balor impression. Um, <laughs> it also could have been the Irish ace, Jordan Dublin. I don't know. They all sound the same. Yeah, they do. <laughs> None of them are going to win gold. Anyway, Matt, another exciting episode of The Brothers of Discussion. Wow, that was a good high one. Thank you. All right, everybody, go to bodpodcast.com to check out our blogs. Uh, go to at bodpodcast during Fastlane, where we will certainly have the conversation flying. Yep. Uh, we hope you're all tuning in. We'll try and get and, some, uh, um, some popskis, some self-popskis, all the popskis you could ever want. Uh, yeah, I was going to say something else and I forgot. Um, well, we, we'll wait. Yeah, let's just wait. Whoa! Wait, you're singing it wrong. It's whoa! Right? Isn't it like that? Whoa! Whoa! Alright, alright, we're done. Alright, thanks, thanks everybody for tuning in. That was a fun discussion. Alright. Bye. Ah.